Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Boys, how we feeling? I feel good, dude. I'm honestly energized by it. Like you are, dude. I'm also just a big Thanksgiving guy, and so you're like you're, you're like KG when he went to the Celtics, just feeling rejuvenated, feeling ready to go, ready to just take it to the shit. I'm taking the That's title. Yeah, uh, Garb, how you feeling, buddy? Good. I feel like a scholar. I've learned a lot. Yeah, I've actually learned weeks. a lot over these two episodes too. Yeah. I'm just uh, expanding our knowledge, making us it's amazing with uh, 45 minutes of focused research can get you. <laughs> it's, it's also like it's also like weird, like how much like I like how concerned I am with like trying to check. Like I'm like, okay, I read that, and I'm like, well, I don't want to just I don't want to just trust this one fact. I gotta go try to find it, but I like don't build in enough time, and so I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> Wikipedia, <laughs> it is. Oh, this is right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good starting point. Uh, Wikipedia is a great starting point. No, it it's is. actually referenced in the statistics textbook that I, we use in our high school. So Wikipedia came out when we were when we were in school, and like I feel like it was had a bad rap when we, you know what I mean, when we were like, in yes. school. So I think that people are still there. Where we're like anybody can change anything. It's like they do audit stuff. I've had this argument with the English teachers so it's, often. Wait, so you're <laughs> they're telling me anybody can edit awkward. it, and I'm like, literally edit something. And you will see it disappear within minutes. Yeah, so it gets audited, and it's get audited. They're they're like an actual foundation. Oh, fun fact: one of the um, one of the places I donate to religiously every year, Wikipedia. You donate to Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah I donate twenty dollars to Wikipedia every year. Nice, good dude, good for yeah. you. I use it a lot. I use it a lot. You're one of the people. I'm glad because they say like. Don't they ask you to donate like a dollar or something? Yeah. So by you like, doing twenty dollars, that's like me doing a dollar. Cool. I got you covered. That means nice, you don't need dude. to do it. Yes. You got me and Megan covered. I'm glad someone's donating Wikipedia. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? I got a, uh, I think it's a V1 double IPA from local Dorchester Brewing Company. Um, a Deepa. Wow. No real can art to speak of. It's just kind of like a, a white label, but I mean, they have a little picture of the brewery on there, so that's cool. 8.3%. It's pretty good. Can we just I like it. quickly touch on how you call them Deepas instead of Dippas? Yeah, it's Deepa. I th- I think it's Dippa. No, it probably is. I just call him. I mean, like, are you really gonna? Are no, you really gonna come at me about this? I'm not not coming at you. <laughs> I just wanted to know where it came from. No, but know, I'm just saying, like, the guy that has like a different name for everything, like. I, <laughs> that's why I. That's why I wasn't like you're wrong, Nick. I was like just. I just want to seek to understand. That's all. I just want to seek to understand. Like, okay. It's interesting that you do that. Yeah. You so it's my thing. Like Botwat, you know. <laughs> that's an that's an annoying thing um i am drinking uh since you asked um smutty nose did i get uh, which one did i get finest kind i got finest kind yeah i did i got finest kind so smutty nose Thanks. finest kind i got the keg going right now which is lit so that's awesome cool dude also the kegerator is like i i think i decided kegerator is one of the better purchases i've made not like ever, but like I would say like in the recent three years. Dope. So hot take for you. Garby, what are you drinking? Garby, what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking the Foulmouth Brewing Communist Synthesizer brewed in South Portland, Maine. The can art, I know Nick's a fan of can art, is Vladimir Putin with a keytar. That's sick. That is kind of dope, I'm not going to lie. Wait, move your hand. 
Yeah, can you like can you like give us more of like a yeah? Oh what? What, dude? Shirtless right. Vladimir. Putin. Honestly, listeners, we'll have Nick post a picture of this can. Like it's a it's a pretty. That's a fire can. can. They went hard the paint on the can art. That's yes. awesome. It's fire. How do you Putin. like it? Good. So I picked it up over at um, Damon's in Bangor, which is the beer store we went to when we got beer that this summer. Very plentiful in the beer, kind of sketchy. Oh yeah, that brings in all sorts of people. Yeah, from there's some low characters walking in and out. Nice, sure. nice people who are working there. Great selection of beer, but it's definitely a place where you want to go in, get your stuff out. True. Yep, it's the beer store in Bangor, so it attracts all sorts of people. It's very diverse. So uh, Megan asked me to pick up some pumpkin head because, as you know, she's pregnant. And after she has a baby, pumpkin head won't be available um, because it'll be January. But it's not available now. Yeah, I was going to say there is. I'm a big pumpkin head guy and it's been off the shelves for a little. It's fall. Wait, I'm surprised that that I'm surprised that they didn't. I I guess I'm surprised that they didn't have it because it it really they do really have a really wide selection. So I asked. I asked a guy who worked there, and he said they started in July, ended in October, and in his opinion, it should be a Thanksgiving beer. I agree with him. Rather than ending on Halloween, because what he said was that the first beer that was sipped by the Pilgrims was a pumpkin beer. So I kind of was like, oh, cool, but I didn't really believe him. Oh. So I came back home, and I looked it up, and there's no, there's no resource or reliable resource that says that, but... The pilgrims, or however you want to call them, the separatists, when they came over, they didn't have access to barley, so they did use pumpkins. And they learned, they didn't have pumpkins back in Europe, but they learned that the sugar in pumpkin is a good alternative to the barley. So they did brew a lot of pumpkin beer um, in the early days in the 1600s. That is pretty sweet. Back in the day, that must have been sick back in the day. You had that fire-ass pumpkin head from, you know separatist tavern <laughs> you're like this is literally not this isn't pumpkin flavoring you're like this is brewed with a fucking pumpkin right i just yes. ate, i just swallowed a seed it was crazy <laughs> I'm the hops wasn't available so it wasn't exactly what we drank um it was like the base almost so it was a little bit yeah. different but they were beer fiends also yeah um they didn't drink water in their homeland yeah. water was for poor people they drank yeah. beer yeah, actually, I listened. To, I listened to this podcast, "Stuff You Should Know," um, and which is really great. And there's actually another connection here. And they have a. I haven't been able to finish it yet, but they have an episode on beer, and like a lot of societies like drank primarily beer, like throughout the day and whatnot. And I think it was a source of wheat for some. Like forms of it could be like a source of wheat for people, and like that was a part of the reason why it was so popular. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, that's a really good segue into our topic today, which is the first Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving in general, um, as it is a very heavily New England tied holiday, as uh, I have learned, and I know you guys have learned, which is uh, pretty cool. So we're going to roll into this, talk a little bit about uh, the first Thanksgiving um, and what kind of really went down there, Talk or what we found anyways, talk a little bit about thanksgiving holiday facts and how the holiday we know today has kind of come to be and then um we have some myths that we're going to jump into and talk a little bit about what we're doing for thanksgiving because it is a 
2020 is 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 ramping down about as good as it ramped up here with the coronavirus and it's looking like we're all going to have some pretty small thanksgiving so we'll talk a little bit about that as well um jumping into the first first thanksgiving i don't know about you guys but i learned a ton about the first thanksgiving and like what it was about um i i what i brought away from all the different things i looked at was that it was actually a really positive event which i was like happy to read i think you and me garb talked a little bit about like sometimes when you dive deep into these things you find out like things that you're just you're like ah this sucks and it like makes it like tough to look at these events the same way and there are some things related to this event that are like that just to be clear but um but it was really a day where native americans um or indigenous folks um and pilgrims got together and kind of celebrated together which was which is really really great so i was excited to see that um from what i could tell mayflower uh kind of came over uh carrying the pilgrims who referred to themselves as the separatists at the time um and they were actually aiming for like kind of new york ish area but because of the treacherous journey ended up in cape cod and again from what i read was just kind of like we're all set with sailing. We're not really trying to go anywhere else. The area that they found was actually pretty plentiful and had like a lot of, um, you know, space for planting and, and, and fishing and all this stuff. Um, and it was open, unfortunately, because from what I read, the Native American tribe that had inhabited that area before had been struck by the plague. I think it was smallpox. The, um, the thing I read did not call it smallpox, but some other material I did led me to believe that that was going around there at the time. Um, and I know that that was a really big, um, unfortunate um, co- co- consequence of Euro- European settlers moving over to America as they brought a lot of disease with them, unfortunately. But uh, what ends up happening is they run into the Native Americans. Squanto, um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, was a kind of translator, communicator between the Native American tribe and the English. I did unfortunately find out, and I don't know if you guys saw this information as well, that the reason he was able to translate was because he had actually been kidnapped and sold into slavery in Europe, um, I think, five to six years before this whole thing went down and um, learned English. Did make it back. I didn't have enough time to research exactly that story because that sounded kind of interesting to me. Like, I wonder if he he, if if, like how that happened, but came back. And I think his tribe, unfortunately, was um, the tribe that was in the area that the pilgrims settled in and and was kind of struck by by disease and wasn't there. And so he did help the pilgrims kind of know where, like figure out where to plant crops and fish. And there was a, a kind of a community. And then um, eventually as they kind of go and have a really strong first kind of harvest season, William Bradford, who was the governor at the time um, of the colony, uh, kind of proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving and prayer and shared by colonists and uh, neighboring um, Native American indigenous folks. Um, at the time, which was cool. And in, yeah. And so like, that was like kind of the first Thanksgiving. It actually like had nothing from what I read, had nothing to do with the like holiday that we know it to be now. Um, and was not actually what a colonist would consider a day of giving thanks or a Thanksgiving day at the time. Like, I think it was a lot, did you guys read there was like a lot more religious at that time, Thanksgiving or like what would have been called Thanksgiving at that time? Um, it was like a harvest celebration. So I don't know. Do you guys anything? Do you guys did that match up with what you guys had read and, and found out about the the kind of first Thanksgiving? Yeah. Some other interesting facts is that on the Mayflower there were 100 people, 
and I think there were around 20 women. But by the time that that harvest, which was the Thanksgiving, came around, there were only four women remaining. And those four women did cooking for the fifth for the 50 separatists or colonists or settlers, whatever you want to call them, the 90 Native Americans. So wow. you basically have four women and they might have had some servants or helpers cook for 140 people. So I thought that was really cool. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Um, Yeah, and I think most of the women died of whatever disease it was that happened that winter. It was a harsh winter, and like you said, I think it was smallpox or something like that that killed most of them. There's only two actual writings on this particular day, and it's by one, the leader, the governor of the Plymouth Colony, William Bradford, as you mentioned. Mm Mm-hmm. And you, he wrote this in a journal that was eventually published later in the 1800s. And Edward Winslow, somebody else on the Mayflower, and they each wrote about a paragraph. So there's really not a lot of information about that particular day. Mm-hmm. But there are inferences that are made based off of the remaining and the previous parts of that journal. And like, isn't that like kind of like the theme here, which is like, it's hilarious because this is just a, an unfortunate like constant thing with american history and and history really around the world is that so much of like what we thought was the first thanksgiving was just like kind of built in there like i like i read like there's no proof that there was actually a turkey turkeys were like really popular in the area at the time but there was no writing about turkey that they like had served really cornmeal pumpkin uh squash cranberries you know potatoes which all makes sense right like they had just landed there and this is all things that you can either forage or like you know grow and whatnot but um now the addition of turkey, I am personally very thankful for because turkey's a might be my favorite protein. At the end of the day, wow, it's a hot take. Is it though? That you like turkey the most? Yeah, I feel like I I don't know, man. Like I cook a mean turkey. But no, it's, you do. It's pretty amazing. I'm just saying, yeah. like to pick turkey all over all other sources of protein. That's just. Yeah, that's true. I don't eat beef, though, so I feel like that's, like, that takes off a lot. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people have steak as the top protein. True. But, yeah, anything else about the first Thanksgiving you guys learned? Not really. Nick, I, mean, I, you... I love the shirt. Nick's wearing our... Uh, I'm wearing fr- a Friendsgiving shirt. Friendsgiving uh, shirt, which was a great event. Like Ryan said last time, it fits me, so... It does. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a take on my weight gain. I don't know if you're real. So, like, I have, like, six shirts that fit me right now. So uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, just kind of going through some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, I think that rolling into, like, kind of more Thanksgiving, the holiday itself, from what I could tell, the connection of the two was really, like, New Englanders at the time kind of thought that the Thanksgiving, like the historical, like quote unquote first Thanksgiving we just talked about kind of resembled what like, like holiday that they had. And so they kind of tied the two together mm-hmm. and that, that happened like kind of years down the road. Um, and the first Thanksgiving wasn't even really called Thanksgiving until I think it was like 1830. Um, but the holiday itself has kind of just had a mind of its own. I think Garvey, you looked into that a little bit, right? Yeah, so as a history of Thanksgiving in the United States, um, it has really been celebrated since we became a country. And the first Thanksgiving declared was actually by George Washington after he won the Revolutionary War. But the Thanksgiving then wasn't quite as we think of it right now. Thanksgiving was really exactly how it sounds, just a time to give thanks. We won the Revolutionary War. 
we're thanking God as a country that we're here and we're just really thankful. So we're going to have a feast. So um, the Continental Congress in 1777 um, and future presidents did declare national Thanksgivings, although it was really more of a state by state decision to get people off or to really celebrate it. Um, but it wasn't really until the 1800s, 1863, when Abraham Lincoln proclaimed it as the final Thursday in November as a national holiday. And nice. the reason he proclaimed it, the, um, he proclaimed Thanksgiving, or the way it really came to be today, as thinking about the settlers and the pilgrims and the indigenous people and that time era, was because... These writings, these original writings from the journals of these two men that I referenced earlier were lost, but then found in 1841 and then also 1850s. And in the 1850s, this woman named Sarah Josepha Hale, who was a journalist, a magazine editor known as the Martha Stewart of the 19th century. <laughs> um, she was, dude. This. No, I was. Wait, can you say her? I full read about name her, again? Sarah Josepha Hale. Sarah, it's actually Josepha the Hale. the name that Ryan and Megan have chosen for their new board. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 Sarah or Josepha? <laughs> <laughs> Josepha Garbasa. Jo- Josepha. Is it Jo? It's Jofasa or Jof or Josepha? Jo- Joseph with an A at the end. Joseph. So jo- uh, Joseph with an A at the end. Sarah Josepha Hale. So she was a magazine editor, and the governor's manuscript of Thanksgiving was found, recovered in the 1850s. So this is William Williams, Willie B's, right? Yes, yep. And he basically, she was like, oh, come on, like, hey, let's, let's make this a Thanksgiving, look at our heritage. And she was from New Hampshire. So... Oh, shit! The way that these... She had a love for the fall. So you might say she was your original basic bitch, in a way. She rallied for fall. She rallied for Thanksgiving. And that kind of fall theme with Thanksgiving came together with the the settlers and the indigenous people kind of came together in 1863 when Abraham Lincoln really proclaimed it as the first Thursday or the last Thursday in November. Um, so that's really where, when we think of Thanksgiving, that's kind of where it started was because of this journalist lady, this first original basic bitch, Martha Stewart of the 1900s. Sarah Jofasa, the original basic bitch, as you would refer to her. Yeah. She would, she would enjoy a nice Duncan's pumpkin spice. kind of the original basic bitch, the way we understand it today? Yep. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I guess she would. She would drink pumpkin hot coffee. You know, she drank the pumpkin coffee. She'd be a. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah she would have the lattes. All right, Sarah Jofferson, aka Martha Stewart, aka the first basic bitch. There you we go. We say that lovingly, by the way, very lovingly. Calling um, it. Yeah. No, I. Um, I. I had kind of seen most of my stuff had, had kind of aligned really well with that. I did not know about Sarah Jofasa though, which is really really cool. Yeah, um, Nick, anything you found out? I know you did some so, you did some Plymouth uh, plantation uh, reading. The actual yeah. Reading, so right? unfortunately, I had to expand my research because the article that we um, you know we obviously meet every week to kind of or we with like the new format. We're trying to be a little more coordinated, planned out. Um, so we had our meeting the other day, and we all picked out. <laughs> We all kind of did like a quick Google search 
and we just like assigned a couple of random articles that we were thought on there. Um, unbeknownst to me, the Plymouth Plantation one was mainly for children. Um, so <laughs> I so, listeners, right now you're saying, wait, didn't you just say that you guys became more planned and more organized? And I want to be clear that what he just described was much more planned and organized. That was the planning we and organization that we had. Nobody investigated so. the website. And so I, I went and read it and it was like literally in the title. It was like four kids like research. <laughs> so I had to expand a little <laughs> well, bit. Read a couple of Smithsonian articles. Four and, children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but just to kind of go off of what Garby was saying a little bit later, I don't, I don't know if he touched on it. Um, so really in the Continental – or not Continental, excuse me. Just Congress had declared it as a national holiday in uh, 1941 and like officially on the fourth Thanksgiving. But two years ago – or two years prior to that in 39, um, FDR was one of the uh, – was like the driving force behind making it – the last uh, Thursday in November to extend the Christmas holiday shopping season. The third, you're saying? He tried to move it to the third. because Oh, to a, extend it, you're saying? He extended an extra week to the third because there was a Great Depression. He wanted an extra week of shopping. I thought it was the fourth. Yes, but he it moved is, it so back. That's what, oh, I got you. Got so you, that's got what you, Congress did. Oh, okay. That makes... See, I took that as it was like the thanks the thursday after but i guess there isn't a thursday after hmm anyways yeah Faith. but so it. do you under do you did you do any research into why that was a controversial thing because i saw that well, was a controversial and well, i was like oh he, why is like the tradition at shopping that point was, yeah the, the tradition at that point was for it to be the fourth thanksgiving and he pushed it back to the third so people would shop more because it was during the Great Depression and he wanted the retail stores, you know, uh, revenue to go up. And people called it Thanksgiving, but they just weren't buying it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wow. Hey. hey. Um, so after two years, they were like, nah. And they changed it back. We're calling it Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, that's fake news. The original fake news. Thanksgiving, the original fake news. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, some interesting stuff that I found out. Again, a uh, myth that we mentioned. Pilgrims were not actually trying to go to Cape Cod. Um, they were trying to go to New York from what I uh, had read here. And then they had kind of gotten steered over to the what is now known as uh, Massachusetts. Um, Turkey was not, not confirmed to be served at the first Thanksgiving. And the pilgrims never called themselves pilgrims. They were referred to as separatists. Um, they also didn't come to uh, North America for religious freedom. They had religious freedom in Holland. Um, but it's, I guess, and again, I didn't get a chance to double check this. So, But I guess it's kind of understood that they came over to kind of, came over to North America to dis establish like a theocracy or essentially like a government that's run by priests and, and religion. So, yeah, that's a thing. Um which is not exactly the same as coming to a place for religious freedom. Um, so this is like, uh, and then we talked about a lot of the other stuff that I had kind of come across, but you know, really the first Thanksgiving is just like not at all what like 
they had taught us in schools. I don't know what they're teaching in schools now, so like I don't want to comment on that. But I know when I was in school, um, it's it's far off of that. And again, that same podcast stuff you should know. I learned something that's really interesting. That I think it's Texas and California buy like an insane amount of textbooks because they like have some of the most you know kids in school. And so they have boards, and Texas particularly has a board that decides like what can and cannot be in a textbook in Texas. And so they essentially end up deciding what is in all of the textbooks across America because textbooks companies can't pay to make two different ty- two different textbooks for like one for Texas and one for everybody else, or one for Texas, one for Oregon, one for Massachusetts and whatnot. And so they end up driving a lot of the content that's in our textbooks. Wow. So that's pretty interesting. one comment on that is um, at least in my from, school from the teacher, the social studies teachers don't use textbooks. And I think yeah. that's a growing thing Yeah, because social studies has evolved to more from learning facts to yeah, more so um, learning how to use evidence to justify yourself or yeah. take primary resources and learn things and to make an argument more so than just spewing out facts like dates and names and which is good so i don't at least at least in my school i don't think that they're teaching like thanksgiving they eat turkey blah blah whatever i don't yeah i honestly don't even remember what i learned about thanksgiving in high school i only remember what i the stereotype was and in like yeah, elementary and I, and school, I, like finger paintings of turkeys and stuff yeah, like that. Tracing yeah, tracing your hand. I feel like high school I feel like high school definitely obviously came with a lot more of like a realistic view on history. I just think we like focused a lot less on Thanksgiving at that time. Whereas like when you're younger, you learn about things like that, right? You learn about concepts that everybody around you are celebrating because it's easier for you to digest and understand, as opposed to like as you get older, you learn much more specific material. Um, but I just think that I don't know. It's it's just interesting. Again, I just found it really interesting because I I'm sitting here as like you know somebody who considers himself like a, not not like not a genius by any means, but like a relatively well educated, you know, professional here. And I learned a bunch of stuff that I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. Wow, I didn't even know that. Um, and like a lot of the traditions that we have today around Thanksgiving are really come from this like tradition of just celebrating good harvest and like giving thanks for like having food and like what you need to survive, which is what Thanksgiving comes down to. But we've been really been doing that for centuries before both indigenous, you know, folks from an indigenous background and folks from like a European background, um, you know, have been doing this for like centuries, which is like kind of cool. And again, I, I was like super pumped to find out that Thanksgiving, the actual, the first Thanksgiving, although different than what I think I had originally knew it was or what I was like taught in school, um, is still an extremely – was still, from what I could tell, a really uh, positive event and a, and a coming of two different cultures and celebration of two different cultures, which was cool. So. Yeah. I um, To play devil's advocate to you, Rich, I was actually surprised at how positive – not this isn't really devil, devil's advocate, but I was surprised at how positive it was. Yeah, compared to what I thought it was going to be. Yep, me too. Because I, because you, you hear like everything you think about Thanksgiving is a myth. Well, the things, this meal did happen. Yeah, something happens. We just don't have all the details about it. Yep. Um, we don't know. We know it happened because it was a harvest. It wasn't turkey, and you know, and they did call them Indians, like the the um, 
the settlers called them Indians at the time. So it's not like everything's completely off, but it's not everything you learn in grade school is not exactly like what actually happened because no one really knows what actually happened on that day. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So. Uh, but this, yeah, a hundred percent. And so I, I, and that's very much what I'm getting at was, I think I went into it being like, Ugh, this is going to be like so an absolute massacre. You're like, they yeah, actually just right? murdered the Indians and took all their yeah, food. Exactly. And you're like, um, no, was... and I learned actually one myth that I, uh, I read again, I, I didn't get to double check it. So I, uh, I didn't bring it up, but like one myth I learned is I think that there was actually more, more indigenous folks there than, than, uh, settlers at the time. I think there was like close to 90 or something like that, um, which was like mm-hmm. kind of cool. And they brought like, I think it was five deer uh, to the event for, for that. And so it was like, again, it was just like two cultures coming together being like, yo, let's just fucking party. And then, you know, centuries later, Roosevelt's like, let's just take the fucking day off. Like, you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is like really cool holiday. You know what I mean? Which again, I'm not saying everything about it is perfect. Just want to put it out there. Like, there's obviously, like, a different side to every coin. But it is, like, I love Thanksgiving. It is, like, just such a good time, I think, for our country, really, usually. Um, and so I was really happy to feel that it, like, kind of has that spirit historically, which is cool. Another thing I thought was cool was these settlers who came to the Americas to create this theocracy, they wrote how they were impressed or they thought the religion of the indigenous people was really cool. And I was surprised by that because you yeah, think of these kind of people as like hardcore Christians, like followed by the book, but they seem to be open to the spiritual ways of the indigenous people, at least yeah. in their writings. Or so at least I, respect, respectful of them, right? Which yeah. Is like and I was surprised by that because you're my image of like original Christian or ancient, you know, old Christianity is like these hardcore people. But they were kind of they they stated in in their journals how religious the Na- the Native Americans were and how spiritual they were and how it was different. But it was they learned yeah. from them as well. Yeah, I mean we've talked about it on this podcast before. Like this country right now is going through a time where people who you know feel that they're different than one another are really at odds, and it's insanely sad, especially for myself, somebody who's um, you know half African American, half Irish. Um, but it was really cool to research Thanksgiving and like read a story about two cultures, two people who are extremely different and coming together and just appreciating something different, like for what it is, just like you said, right? Like just appreciating. It's not about, it's not about being a part of the indigenous folks religion. It's just about appreciating it for what it is and appreciating another culture that like takes that seriously like you do, which is like cool. So um, a good message that I think we all could learn a little bit from, which is nice. Anything else on the holiday before we move into personal activities on the day? No, not Nothing? really. Cool. Nick, kick us off. What are you doing? Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, having a relatively subdued celebration. Um, it's just going to be me, Laura, and we're going to get tested beforehand. And we're going to meet up with my parents and uh, my brother and his girlfriend, Kim. Dope. So, That's awesome. you going up to... Is it last one in the uh, South Hamilton? Nope, house? we're going to be in Plymouth. So, Plymouth. Yep, okay, Plymouth. Yeah. Down so in Plymouth. It's going to be on the spot, on, the, on site. Close by, yeah. No, we usually, yeah. my parents we and I usually celebrate uh, Thanksgiving down in Plymouth. Kind of makes it a little more 
kind of makes sense. More historical. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, I mean, unfortunately, obviously this year you can't really celebrate with my family, but the majority of my, my dad's side of the family is, lives down there in that area. So we're usually able to get together with like a good fun group of people. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Still going to be good though. There's still going to be football on. We're going to eat good food. Watch the good dog Ravens show. Baby. Ravens baby. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, I am going to also get tested on Monday. Um, and then I am heading up to my mom's place in Biddeford, Maine, where me and my sister Carrie will celebrate with my mom, her husband, and maybe his two kids. I, I, I think that they're still trying to decide if they think it's a good idea or not, or, or if they're going to be with their mom and, and, and where to go. Um, but it'll definitely be at least the, the four of us there. My, my pops, unfortunately, has decided not to come up, which is unfortunate because we have um, had him. So, uh, my parents are obviously um, not together, but we've all of us, my sister, my mom, her husband, my dad, and, and a bunch of my mom's side of the family have always been able to celebrate together, So which is really cool. So it's unfortunate he won't be able to make it up, but doing the right thing in this, again, uneasy time of, of coronavirus as cases start to, like, you know, soar to new heights here in the U.S. I think it's the it's the right call for him. So, unfortunately, we'll we'll be FaceTiming with him. But we do the – we play this game called the Alphabet Game every year. And so we'll be playing that, um, which is super fun. So we'll be doing that remotely with my uh, cousins. And then we usually go to a movie at the theaters every year. But we are doing it at home, which, like – between you and me listeners i'm actually super pumped about um not just because of corona i actually do like going to the movies but i feel like i always get out of the theater and i'm just like get me back home i would pay 50 dollars right now to be at home right this second like and now it's like we're just gonna like find a good movie so that was gonna be my question to you are you going to like is it going to be a relatively newer movie? So you can be yeah, like, so oh, I'm going to push for an early access movie on, okay. on prime. Cause I'm, my case to my mother is going to be, which is going to be the easiest seller in the world, by the way, is going to be, we would be spending like probably 60 bucks if we were all going to the movies. Whereas like an early access on like, on like what? Like you, you know, buy Mulan on like Disney or like, you know, I don't know, whatever else. Dude, Mulan, I don't know, dude. I was kind of feeling that. No? Have you seen it? No. Is it bad? Well, we're, we were gonna buy yeah. we were gonna buy it like the day after my wedding. Oh, but, but wasn't we never there some did. sort of scandal with it. Well I don't oh, think there was a no. scandal. I think it just got shit reviews. Oh I th- oh I thought there was like a scandal. Well anyways, early access movie that's on Amazon Prime is what I'm pushing for. So and then it's going to be cool because I'm going to be in my jams. And then right after that, the Ravens play the Steelers at, I think, 8 o'clock. Wow, that is a great That's right. game. That's fucking right. You know we're going to yeah. put some money down on that guy. Oh, you know we're putting money down on it, baby. Let's go. Steel curtain, baby. Wow, dude. <laughs> wow, dude. I'm so respectful of your football team. Yeah, you are. Super respectful. <laughs> Uh, Garb, what are you doing, buddy, for Thanksgiving? Well, our plans have changed like three times, but I just know I'm going to see Meg's family. That's pretty much what I know right now. Oh, you're going to be in Sanford? Yeah. Buddy, we're going to be so close. Should go to a driving range. You want to go to a parking lot somewhere and stand six feet from each other and have a, a beer? 
No. Like one beer. Not about, drink and drive, just a single beer. How about we... We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk right. about it. All fair. We'll be in the area. Let might... know. I don't know. I'm going home on... I also don't know how... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah, about I'm it. off all week we'll next week, by the oh, way. Oh, you're off all week next week? Game changer. All right, cool. All right, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it after. Okay, Garb, that's cool. Um, you guys watching anything good? Um, currently watching the latest season of the show, NBC show called The Blacklist that just got released oh, on gosh. Netflix. Yeah, You're I'm going hard in the pain on black. I heard well, that was the most ridiculous show of all time. Well, like, yeah, no, it is. You know, this is your classic. Um, Laura likes the blacklist, so we like the blacklist. I'm not a big uh, into the blacklist. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, it's not a compromise. No, you're not. You're not kidding. <laughs> you're not kidding. <laughs> you have you know, I didn't really want to keep watching Blacklist. Laura really wanted to watch it, so we compromised, so we, so we decided to watch and now, it. And now we're in season nine of the Blacklist. <laughs> Dude, it's just honestly, it's just like a, it's too, so normally, you know how you watch these shows that are like 12 episodes and you're like, wow, like I really wish we had more content, like more episodes. I've become so accustomed to like that length of season that each season of the blacklist is like 24 episodes episodes, and they're our episodes. Like it is a fucking grind. It feels like the MLB season. So it's like no commercials, right? Because that's a network television show. Yes, but you. So I would say you're averaging in between 45 and 49 minutes an episode, which is like that's just a lot of fucking television. So completely agree. Yeah. Um. That's cool. All right, Nick. I gotta come down on you, man. I I volleyed this up to you because you wanted to talk about the C's draft. Oh, sorry. Well, you were asking me about watching stuff. I don't know. I thought you guys I were going to talk about things. Literally at the beginning of the episode, My the bad. three of us are like, okay. you, I was like, we always talk about watching stuff at the end of the episode. Why don't you just talk about it then? Oh, You're okay. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just talking about the blacklist, dude. How much we love it. Sorry. You're compromised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How much we love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And we want to watch it more. So, yeah, Celtics, just um, to kind of keep, obviously, New England sports in the mix a little bit. Um you know, post-free agency, post-draft, and pretty much to date, they used their first... So the Celtics had a bunch of first-round picks. They had three of them. They already have a roster loaded with young players, so ideally they were going to try and move up. Um, Clearly didn't happen because that never happens. They wound up making their first two first-round picks, and they just lost Gordon Hayward. He opted out. So... I'm really a lot of people obviously are going to come down on Hayward for this, but you know that's that's a personal decision for him, man. So like he's got to do what's best for him and his family. Like that's it's whatever. It does kind of fuck over the Celtics because you can't just. It's not like his cap money was just free cap money. Um, they were over the cap because of the bird rights of signing Jalen Brown um, to his contract last year. So by Gordon Hayward leaving, they essentially. Instead of that thirty-four million slot, they have a nine million dollar slot, like a mid-level exception. Um, oh, yeah, so that's I like mean, not was, good. I mean, he was but he was playing like a nine million dollar player, so I mean, a little bit better than that. No, he he yeah, he's definitely playing better than that. I, I mean, yeah, I, he was he was a thousand percent playing better. Than that. No, but harsh. so anyways, I'm just gonna 
maybe unpopular opinion, all jokes aside, like, I'm coming hard on Danny on this one. It's just, like... Yeah. Uh, like, realistically, when you look at what the guy has done, he needed a gift from Kevin McHale to get Kevin Garnett in the first place. Like, that team underachieved, but that's, like, a whole different story. And he hasn't... He's had one title in his entire tenure. Like, they consistently underachieve in the playoffs. They lose these series that you think they should be able to win. And, I mean... I think he's a little scared from the Kyrie trade because it like blew up in his face. And I just feel like he has this need to be like, Oh, I have to crush everybody in these moves. And instead of making like, Hey, maybe this move is like better for your team, but you don't like necessarily make out like a bandit in the long run or something. And I just feel like that's not a, not a winning formula. Yeah, no, I don't. I was. I think you're being a little harsh on Danny. I think first of all, like uh, one championship is not anything to sneeze at. I mean, m- most teams have trouble like connecting multiple championships. There's not that many who have like you have the Warriors, you have the Spurs, the Heat won two, but again, it's you know Le- LeBron has has really has been like the the championship winner of you know the last outside of the Warriors, the last like. So you don't think that 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 trio should have won any more titles? They hundred percent should have. They hundred percent. Okay, so they underachieved. They hundred percent should have, Nick. But that has nothing to do with Danny Age. That has to do with that trio. That trio. No, no, no. So that's what I was saying. That like that's besides the point. People. No, I know. So that's so people give Danny credit for that one, which is fair. But dude, like with like he's drafted Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but there have been clear moves that the team needs to make and i just feel like he doesn't capitalize on those uh i agree i think like it's it's bad that we have gone without a significantly strong big man this long and that has clearly been a problem of ours year over year Um, well just like i feel like this whole window they have now is wasted like this is the team that they have this this yeah. team is not good enough to yeah. win a championship, and you're and gonna lose these annoying. young kids. Yeah, but here's what this is: what's annoying to me too. This is like what's annoying to me is the Celtics have this like the Brad and you started to swing me on the Brad Stevens stuff because the Brad Stevens Celtics have now this consistent like almost this consistent history of like when they have all the weapons and they have all the guns and they have all the stuff. That they don't that they, they can't don't do play it. up to their potential, but when they don't have all the stuff, they come out. But then they're not strong enough to get over the hump, right? Like they'll and so like to me, I'm like I feel like yeah, this is our team. But watch, we'll go to the Eastern Conference Finals on a whim. We'll lose because nobody's like expecting us to beat like the Heat, like or the or or Giannis. You know what I mean? But, like, it'll be like, wow, think about the season they had after losing Gordon Hayward, after, like, this, after that. And it's like, it's like, yeah, but, you know, what does it do for what us is, if we you, don't, What did you do? You know? Nothing. And so I'll give, you, I'll give you that. Brad Stevens is on my list this year. I need, I need magic. I need some magic out of Brad this year. And I need it to be, like, big. Celtics, I, like, I will say this. I'm in your camp where I'm, like, you should go to the championship next year. And it, regardless of if you have the tools or not, you should at this point in this journey that went down should have gone to the championship okay. again. And like, so I'm like, the, what's the expectation? The fucking championship, dude. We've been waiting. Like we were supposed to go with Kyrie and Gordon and Hal. We were supposed to go once we got Kemba. Again, we were like all these, 
all these situations we were supposed to be going to a championship we traded away kevin garnett paul pierce and like got all these picks grabbed the kids had these building years and then it was supposed to happen it didn't happen it, it almost happened with um with isaiah it didn't happen it was supposed to happen with Kyrie. it didn't happen we bring in kemba the kids really take a huge step we think we can do it it doesn't happen and so it's just like you know what i mean that what's the goal of the championship like getting there, like obviously everybody wants to win one. I get that, but like that's my expectation as a fan because I'm like, you have had the tools, you have had the assets for years now. Yeah. So like, so tell me you have a better plan. All those this. assets have conveyed at this point. That's exactly. the other thing. There's so no like, more. So it's like, like you we must have this be dope really confident in this up. team. Exactly. You must be very confident in this team, and that's where I will go to Danny Age and I'll come down on him. Is I'll be like, Danny, the last five years have not at like. The Kyrie play, like, it felt good at the time, but, like, it ended up being a but huge see, bust. I love that, that though. I like that, though. I would rather take a chance on that kind oh, of guy. Really? That ended it's... up being – I mean, I thought it was a great play at the time. I'm playing hindsight. What did they but, like, give that up? That ended up being a What did they bust. really give up? I mean, the first round. But that has turned – so that's – you know who that is? That's Colin Sexton. For... On, on the Cavs. Ever heard of him? Not really. Not really. Yeah. For, but like, yeah. He just okay, had his, right. his second year in the league. People are already talking about they don't know if he can be a starting caliber you, you guard. Don't, your whole point, to wrap up though, your whole point is you don't see enough action out of Danny. You want more risks. You don't care if they don't you had You want to you had this, hard and tight. You had, no. See, I like, I guess. See, that's right, my problem with you. Okay. You're picky. Yeah. You're picky yeah. about yeah. who you want. You want him to be risky, but you're picky about who you want. That's like my problem with your take here. No, I know that so just you. like Gordon, uh, whatever. You could have traded Gordon Hayward for Andre Drummond, and could like, you have? Yeah, I think Detroit. You think so? At the beginning of last year, you could now. That was like a rumored deal, and I think Danny was like, "I'm not winning this deal," so no dice. All Whatever. Right. Well, hey, as promised, we're, we're keeping them shorter. Um, Sound like a bunch of angry little leprechauns. Oh, gosh. Ugh, I, this is a whole other episode. Uh, Nick, where can they find us, big guy? So, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at NESocial2 and on Instagram at NE underscore social. And my personal handle is at son underscore of underscore Ray24. Garb? I'm Ryan A. Garby on Instagram. That's Ryan A. G. A. R. B as in boy E. And if you've tried to follow me, I probably won't accept your requests, but give it a try anyways. <laughs> okay, and the A stands for apricot. My name's Richard Kennedy. Uh, you can find me at Kennedy1627 on Instagram. We're New England Social. We're out. Have Peace. a good yield Thanksgiving. Bye.